Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for Dan Issel and Louis Rabot, right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. Good Monday morning, everybody. This is Issel and Louis, ESPN 680, 105.7, and the ESPN Louisville app. However, you're listening this morning, we appreciate you tuning in. And, of course, the first hour of the show brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism. KentuckyTourism.com. Louie, you're still in the dark, huh? We're still in the dark, Dan. How are you, man? <laughs> I'm terrific. You know, that affluent uh, neighborhood that you live in, I would think that somebody had connections down at LG&E, and, and, and your place would be the first one back online. you got to remember, it's a numbers game. Um, and uh, there, there are not a lot of numbers in our neighborhood. And so uh, I think I would rather hook up a, an apartment complex and make the money on those folks than uh, connect to, I don't know, 200 houses or something. If, uh, Got if it. I had, uh, had that sort of thing. But anyways, hey, condolences to you, Dan. I'm sorry about uh, Kentucky's loss to Arkansas um, this weekend. <laughs> hey, um, hey, that that now, Gandolfo now you, and Ben Roberts yeah, and all when, these when textures, right, all these you know, bums. When you're right, when you're right, we don't, you, you don't have to chirp. No, I'm chirping. All everybody, you bums. Everybody understands. No, 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 no. Uh, no, no you no. on Friday were adamant that we didn't need to write this game off, that Kentucky needed to win this game to prove something. And all I can say is I'm just glad Jacob Toppin and Antonio Reeves felt the same way. Bums, all of you, bums. Texters, you're not even texting him. Bums, get out of here. I'm I'm tired of this stuff, man. Eight and nine Arkansas were writing the game off two weeks in advance. I'm tired of it, Stop right there. Stop right there. You can't do it both ways. You come and tell me about the net and all of this. Arkansas is in the top 20 in the net. So don't come with that 8 and 10 stuff if you're going to tell me how important the net is. Uh, Okay. Okay. All right. Never mind. I I had something prepared, but I'm not going to do it now. Go ahead, Dan. (laughs) Are they not in the top 20 in the net? Go ahead, Dan. No, apparently you did all this research. Go ahead. I did. I'll wait. Go ahead. I did. So you can't have it both ways. You can't tell me that they're 8 and 10 when they're in the top 20 in the net. Go ahead, Dan. Give us all your research. I'm waiting, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll come back in at 10-10, okay? Oh, please, Louie. Please tell us what you were going to say. <laughs> hey, we're three minutes into the show, and I've already upset you. <laughs> Go ahead, Lewis. 
I'm not talking, Dan. I'm done. I'm done for seven minutes. Give us all your research. Give us your letter grades. Do all the stuff you do. Read through the Brock score. Tell us all the stuff you usually do. Go ahead. <laughs> Come on, please, Louie. Please, Louie. It's not going to work. Just talk, Dan. I am feet from the mic. Oh, no. No. Okay, well, I'll give, I'll give, my, uh, I'll give my take on the game. Uh, I, I thought the most impressive thing, first, my letter grade is an A because this team is in the top 20 in the net. <laughs> but but um, I, what I liked most about Kentucky is Arkansas came out and punched them in the mouth. And not only did Kentucky fight back, but they were, for the most part, the aggressor in the game. And I've played in games like this before, Louie, where it gets so physical that the the officials say, well, I can't call that because if I call that, then I'll call every time down the floor. So they let that one go. Then it gets a little more physical and they let that one go. And I thought that I thought that Oscar was very fortunate. He wasn't kicked out of the game in that first episode. I mean, he uh, how they how they only gave those two guys because this is something they've been focusing on. They go to the monitor, and if you've got an elbow in the guy's face, it's a, it's a flagrant one. I thought he could have been called for a flagrant two, but they, they let that slide. They gave double technicals, and I don't know what happened. So, so the game gets more and more physical as it goes along, and then all of a sudden the officials realize, hey, we've let this thing get out of hand. And then they start on everything. So the last six or seven minutes of the game, you know, they were putting everybody on the free throw line. And thank goodness Arkansas wasn't very good at the free throw line. And, and they never got it close enough to get back in the game. So, Yeah, that uh, the elbow to the head thing is the least consistent call in the NCAA. They don't know what to do with it. Now, Louie, when you read, because as soon as they go to the monitors, they put the... Uh, you know, the flagrant one description up there and the flagrant two description. If you read that flagrant two, I don't know how Oscar stays in the game. Again, it is so wildly inconsistent that I, I do not know what they're going to call and what they're not going to call. I, it's it's that, it, and frankly, college officiating has been that way for a very long time. Yeah. It's but that, and especially cool. they try to put in a new rule and they try to be really clear about the rule and even clarity on the rule doesn't seem to matter. So, yeah, it's just the other part is, I mean, at some point that you've, you talk about this a lot in the committee room is the, is the name Kentucky across the board. The, you know, when we were talking earlier, you know, after Georgia losses and these kinds of things, is the name Kentucky across the jersey going to matter for seating or for selection or whatever? And you are of the opinion that it does matter. And I agree with you. Um, and And so. Does the name Sheboy across the back of the jersey matter when they Ooh, go to yeah, that's the a monitor? Great question. And I think the answer is yes. Yeah. Because he does not have a reputation at all of being a dirty player. At all. None. No, I mean, I can't, I can't think of an example where I well, – I shouldn't say any examples because certainly he's mixed it up, but every player mixes it up at some point. But simply put, Oscar Sheboy does not have the reputation of being a dirty player. So they're going to give a little bit of leeway on that, I imagine, um, because it's him. The other part is – Kentucky's already down to like four dudes, <laughs> and so I think that there's absolutely an understanding of that as well. If you kick Oscar out at that point, I, you know they, it's it's not the game that it, it turns out to be for sure. No, so. no, not even not even close. I mean, he di- he didn't have a great game, 
but he still had another double double, twelve and thirteen. Yes. And when when you've got a guy like Reeves, who you know, it, it, it's a it's a great feeling, Louie, when you look up there. And the basket looks about the size of a wash tub. <laughs> that's clearly what was going and on. That's, and that's exactly the kind of game he had. I mean, it didn't matter if it was three-pointer, if it was a pull-up 15-foot jump shot, if he was taking it to the rim. Uh, from the free-throw line, 11 for 11 from the free-throw line. It's just when you have one of those days, you, you just you wish you could somehow bottle it and know exactly why – it's happening, and and how come it doesn't carry over to to the next game? But he had one of those games. It was it was terrific. Um, uh, yeah, it, 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 the the one consistent thing about Kentucky basketball this season, we've talked about it, is inconsistency, right? And mm. so it it is one of the reasons that I thought that you go to Arkansas and you don't assume that you're just gonna lose because. They play number one. I pointed out they play better on the road. They just do. I don't know what it is. They play better on the road. Number two, they're they're consistently inconsistent. To me, that speaks to a team that you're going to have a guy like Reeves get hot and 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 you cannot. I there's no way you can rely on this for a four game winning streak in the NCAA tournament because they no. they have not put it together in this way. No. against no. good competition, four games in a row. Simply put, so you're going to get both of those things. Um, Louis, they were pushing Oscar around like they used to do Shaq. I, I don't disagree. I think he was – it was a, certainly an act of trying not to be bullied and pushed around. No question about Oscar. Um, but frankly, sometimes you got to do that. I'm sure you threw an elbow or two in your, in your life, Dan, because you had to. Because the guy caught was bodying you up. Yeah, he caught a few too, of course. Caught a few too. <laughs> and so um, – <laughs> but I, coming down I, to the text slide, the CBS guys definitely had money on Arkansas. They were openly rooting for Oscar to be ejected. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's a good. That's text. a great point. <laughs> there is sports. That's a great point. But you know, to to, uh, to uh, in their defense, if you read if you read what a flagrant two foul is, that's what Oscar just did. Right. And, and so I, you know. As a Kentucky fan, you wouldn't agree with that. But if you're if you're there, and I'm sure that they're impartial either way, uh, you know, if you read that, that, that's that's what Oscar did. So uh, what the one thing I found interesting, Louis, and and I, I can't remember if it was Ben. Yeah, I think it was Ben who wrote this. He said that Cal wanted to know Friday night. Who was it? Not not one of these uh, game time decisions. He wanted to know Friday night who who was playing and who wasn't right, playing. Right. Um, and and then from that they came up with a game plan. But uh, you know who who would have thought two months ago that we would be sitting here and and coaches opposing coaches because Pearl did the same thing. And talk about Kentucky being a physical team. Yeah, right, right. Uh, I mean, right. that would that would have been oh, ludicrous. You were, you were begging for that. Yes, absolutely. That that would have been ludicrous to to call them a physical team. But uh, you know, I just liked all the stuff that Ben wrote about what was going on. That that Toppin went to Reeves and said, 
you're going to have to step up. And Reeves just rolled his eyes like, you think I don't know that? (laughs) And, 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 And I thought that that was the best game Toppins played all year. Um I it it was it was good. I mean in in that situation, Toppin uh, I mean he took over the role of the point guard a few times bringing the ball up the floor and so no it was um it was a fun game to watch if you're a Kentucky fan for sure. Um praise of you coming down on the text line from a Louisville fan. Uh Dan uh, was a tough customer and never took anything from anybody. Um I'm cleaning up that one because they did uh <laughs> <laughs> embellished language a little bit of that one uh texter reeves is a portal all-star reminds me of uh of jody meeks a bit another great offensive player the um by the way you talked about the net earlier on here's here is the thing that i was going to make a point about before you, you started screaming and not letting me talk um to the point that i felt necessary to move a yard away from the microphone arkansas is three and nine in quad one games they don't play well against good teams all of their wins are against crap teams that's what they've done they have three good wins this season. That's it. They've won 19 games. Three of them are good. They, I, that's my point. They are one spot ahead of Kentucky in the net. These are equal teams, according to every metric, except that Kentucky is better against good teams lately than mm-hmm. Arkansas is. Mm-hmm. Kentucky had no quad one wins this year as of a month ago. They now have six. They are beating good teams right now. That was my point. Go to Arkansas and don't assume that a team that's under 500 in the conference in a good conference, by the way, and that's the point. They're losing to the good teams in the conference. So in this case, in this case, Kentucky went down and they proved something that the Texters were very right about from the beginning of the season. Xavier Wheeler was not meant to be on this team. <laughs> they were better not having a point guard than having Xavier Wheeler on Saturday. That is, that is a remarkable statement of fact. It's just true. It's yeah, just no, you're true. Right. And so all, for once, all of us who observe and all of them, all the folks on the text line got that completely right. Yep. Every, every blowhard, every gas bag, everybody got that part right. Kentucky was better off without Antonio Reeves. Excuse me, Antonio Reeves. Sorry. That is a massive misstatement. Without Xavier Wheeler on Saturday <laughs> than if they had had him. It's not even close. I think they lose that game by uh, 10-12 if, if Xavier Wheeler's in that game. Reeves, Reeves, Reeves never gets the looks he does if he's in that game. Never. No. 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 You're you're exactly right. And and Reeves, what what's the what's the score story on CJ? Because now all of a sudden he's hurt again, and it's great that he played 15 minutes and didn't score. I mean, and I, I I thought when he came back he was he was fine. Now now is he hurt? Is he legitimately hurt or? I don't. It, know. Is it his feelings because he can't make a basket? I I, that, I don't I don't pretend to understand the injury situation at Kentucky ever. I I don't I don't believe John Calipari when he talks about injuries, and I'm not picking on him. I just I think that's his his mo is to. I mean, a guy's hurt and he's like, I haven't seen him. What? <laughs> they pay you nine million bucks and you quote haven't seen him? No, you're just lying, and that's okay. Um, you'll go to church in the morning and apologize for it. It's fine. But, I mean, it, you know, I just, Dan, with, with injuries at UK, I just don't assume anything. No. Yeah. Well, they, they, um, they as well as they played without them, they're going to need, and, and I don't know, you know, is, they haven't won, the, Kentucky hadn't won an SEC uh, tournament uh, championship in five years. Yes. 
it just doesn't seem important to Cal. He thinks whether they lose the first game, it looks like they'll probably play Vandy. I don't see Georgia or LSU beating Vandy. So it looks like they'll play Vandy Friday night. And, and you know, is he is he going to say, well, it'd be nice if we won that game for our NCAA? Or is he going to say, no, nah, it doesn't matter and, and still not play Wallace? And, um, you know, of course, Vandy, I, I think the game plan, what's the guy's name that scored all the points the last time they played? Robbins is out. Right. If they decide to guard that guy, they ought to beat Vandy with just the players they had available on Saturday. But, you know, how how are they going to approach the SEC uh, tournament? It'll be, it'll be interesting to find out. Here's the thing. So you, you talked about the net earlier on. I think that what's interesting here is that – Kentucky has opportunities now in the in the AC, uh, ACC, good Lord, SEC tournament, where they're going to get a chance either with a Tennessee or an Alabama, or an A and M, right? And maybe they get Arkansas again or something like that. All those teams are top twenty three in the net. All of those are even on neutral courts. They're they're going to be quad ones. Let me see where Auburn is actually. Nope, they are thirty two. So maybe Auburn gets a win, slides up in the top thirty or whatever. You add a, back a quad one, whatever. I mean, so my point is there's actually a very good parallel right now with what happened yesterday and then what happened what could happen for Kentucky this weekend Louisville women's basketball almost played itself into a four seed yesterday yeah yeah right yep. and and they've been around that 7-6-5 line the whole season can't quite figure it out and then man they put it together this weekend okay and and I want to be clear I watched parts of those games because I have no electricity and I was flipping around YouTube TV on my phone. <laughs> okay, so like I want to be very clear. When I had to watch a game, I went and sat in my car and I plugged my phone in and that's how I watch these games. Okay, um, so like, you know, and, and I watched very little of the UofL game at Virginia because I knew exactly what was going to happen and what we told you was going to happen happened. So I'm not worried about it. But, yeah. Um, yeah. but the women's team, on the other hand, is a good example of what Kentucky can do this weekend. Now, I'm not saying they can get to a four seed. I'm not sure about that. But I think they can absolutely play themselves into a six or a five. And I think actually, and and Jeff Walls actually talked about this on Dina this morning, I think a six seed is perfect for Kentucky. Because then you play an 11, right? So that's a top 45-ish team. And then you play the three. And if you can beat the three, you don't get the one seed until the Elite Eight. And I think yeah. the tournament is very top-heavy. I don't think you want to play a Houston in the Sweet 16. I don't think you want to play an Alabama in the Sweet 16. Um, or a Purdue, excuse me, or I don't know who else is going to be in one seat. I'm super interested to see this draw. My God, everybody's losing. <laughs> How many losses on the show it, sheet? I mean, it's it's just insane. Texas uh, no, beats it's, uh, it's Kansas ab- by It's absolutely billion. amazing. And, <gasps> and I it's don't, just absolute madness. But that's what I'm saying. This weekend they have an opportunity because of who they're yeah. going to play to get – those kinds of wins. And so, to me, I mean, about a month ago, we were lamenting how poorly Kentucky was playing. And then I kept using the word opportunity. They were going to play good teams down the stretch. They have opportunities against those teams. The SEC tournament is, is, is brand new for them. They get, they're going to get three good games if they can win them. See, I agree with you. But if you read what Cal has said in the past... He doesn't think it makes any difference. And I disagree with that completely. And I don't know if he's trying to take pressure off of the kids, if, if he's trying to, uh, you know, uh, tone down expectations from the fans. 
But I agree with you. If they if they go to the SEC tournament and win that thing, that's got to get the attention of the selection committee. No question. And remember, uh, you know, uh, so so Diener has actually gone up and done the mock selection. I'm going to put in to do that this year, actually, and see if I can get in. Um, and he said they put together numerous versions of the bracket ready to go for how the conference tournaments turn out on Sunday. And so because the SEC game ends and then the Big Ten plays and then essentially, you know, around five, everything's done. Right. Bracket reveal around six or whatever it is, 430, 530, whatever. And so for me, it's a – it is absolutely an opportunity to get more wins and get those things. Texter saying that he thinks that Kentucky's already a six seed. If that's true, then this is a chance to either move into the five line, which would be good too, or um, at least solidify yourself as a six seed. Make sure that you're in that not set, you know not in the eight nine kind of game, right? You do not want to slide back into that. You do not need a Houston in the second game of the tournament. You just don't no, need it. It's just no, not something you, don't you should, want that. don't want it. So th- this is where I, I disagree kind of fundamentally with a guy like Ben Roberts who says, just get in the tournament, it's wide open. Okay, except unless you become an eight seed and and you got to play Houston the second game. I, I, I don't think that's a good scenario at all. I think that what they're doing right now is considerably better than the scenario I just gave. Go be a six seed. Go be a five seed. And then avoid that one seed until you have to absolutely, at that point, play them. Yeah, yeah I, I, but you're I, totally I, yeah. right about Cal's approach of the SEC tournament. He, he has never taken it seriously, and it is the opposite of Rick Pitino. When he was at Kentucky, he cared. <laughs> when he was in the Big East, he cared. I mean, the Big East tournament was appointment watching around here when he was coaching. No question about it. That Saturday night game in the Garden, like that was it. And, and Cal could not be more different. But this year, he's got to make a decision, too, because they are not deep, and that would be three games in three days. Yeah. That's the only thing. But I think you try to get to Sunday. I think you try to do what UofL women's basketball did yesterday. I think you try to get to Sunday. Absolutely. And and I don't know. I look at, at the brackets, and I don't, I don't understand. You know, I, I, I guess I should pay more attention to all these metrics. I don't understand. Tennessee has lost five out of their last eight games. They have lost their starting point guard. Yeah. And they're still a three seed? Explain that uh, to uh, me, Louie. Not a three seed. They're number three in the net. <laughs> in in is, the bracketology, Lenardi okay. has them as a three seed. I think I, that, that's a, that is a nod to body of work. Do you remember the year that Cincinnati was really good? And, and one of my favorite college players of all time, Kenyon Martin, got hurt. Yeah, broke and they, his leg he or broke, something. He did. He broke his uh, tibia, I think. Yeah, and uh, he um, he was out. They moved from a one to a two. I think they win the national title if he's on that team. Um, but to me, it's there's a how do I want to say this? The I, I think they're giving them credit as we talked about a lot. Early part of their schedule, they beat everybody: Texas, Kansas, lots of teams. But. Dan, hang on, hang on. I know. <laughs> so I think it's more of a Kenyon Martin type of situation. That's why I'm giving the the example, because I think what they're saying is, you've had a terrific season. You don't have a point guard anymore. You're going to be a three seed. But I see, that would doing. be my argument, Louis. They have not had a terrific season. They've lost five out of their last eight games. We're giving them credit for beating Kansas three and a half months ago. I, I know, I know, I know. We're giving I know you credit. hate this, I know. We're giving them credit <clears throat> for beating uh, Maryland three months ago. 
They also lost to Colorado. <laughs> they also lost to Arizona. Yeah. So I, I don't get it. I just don't understand it. Uh, I um. By the way, I am very glad you're not in charge of college basketball because the season wouldn't start until March 1st. Because you think everything that happens before exactly. like February You're 15th exactly is right. bummy. And, <laughs> so like... and here, here, is, here is a great thing. Here is something I want to see implemented that I thought about over the weekend. See, because I, I think you talk about teams right now, right now, and Tennessee, as I said, has lost. And, and so I'm going to do away with the selection committee. I'm going to do completely away with the selection committee, with the metrics, with the net, with all of that. I'm going to get the guys who run the 12 biggest sports books in Vegas, and they're going to seed the tournament because they come a whole lot closer in setting up lines and stuff than the NCAA tournament does. So that's my new recommendation. We have Vegas seed the tournament. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to argue about you with this. I, there are certain things, Avery, that Dan is just immovable on, and this is absolutely one of them. So there's no there's no going back and forth. It's just Dan says Vegas is in charge. Everyone agree with me. Great, great. Um, Dan's uh, Dan's hatred of Tennessee is deep. Yes, it is. Texture. Um, uh, he try, He better try to win the SEC championship because that's their best chance at a championship this year. It's everybody's best chance at a championship is their conference tournament. It's yeah. everybody's. That's that yeah. doesn't just apply to tennis. Uh, excuse me, to Kentucky. That applies to everyone. It is very difficult to win an NCAA championship. Um, but yes, I I I think if this team goes and wins the SEC tournament title, Dan, I think people will think very differently about the team. Do, do I you think, think some of the negative do, the negative vibes around the team. Which, by the way, I, I don't know how much there actually is, and if we're just getting, you know, we're just getting hit with, you know, some kind of negativity on text line or from you know people on Twitter or whatever. Um, because I, I do think, I do think that them packing Rupp for these games late in the season is a sign of how much they like the guys on this team. I think Kentucky fans like the guys on the team; they just are frustrated with the team, and I think that's reasonable because they are inconsistent for sure. Um, Texter says that uh, Given said on the broadcast Our guy Goose That uh, CJ is having a problem Breathing because of the rib vest He has to wear So it's a It's a breathing issue Because he's got that uh, Cracked rib still So mm. um, Well I said when it happened And and I don't know If you've ever had uh, A broken rib Louie But it is I mean I, I slept in a recliner For about four weeks wolf, yeah. it, It's It's painful And it's something that You know Doesn't go away overnight I didn't realize he was wearing a vest. I'd tell him to take it off. If you're not well enough to play without it, then don't play. But if that's keeping you from breathing, then take yeah. it off. Right. All right. So uh, let's let's do a quick exercise before we get to break here, because uh, your your disdain for Tennessee is very palpable. And so we are going to go well, through. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I will say that right off the top. But if this was any team that had lost to Colorado and, and Arizona early in the year and had lost five out of eight, they would not be the third best team. Seth Davis, you know, and there's all kinds of opinions out there. 
Seth Davis in the athletic doesn't have Tennessee in the top 25 anymore. Mm -hmm. They're not a top 25 team right now. Currently. I hear you, Dan. I hear you. I'm just a, thank you. No, but for, for selection, they, they use total body of work. I'm just telling you what's real. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to mention a team and you tell them if they are, um, higher seed or a better seed or a worse seed than we're going bologna or salami here. Okay. Um, on a Monday, random Monday, bologna or salami. Okay. Do you want to turn on the music for me? How about that? Let's get the Bologna or Salami. Uh, and Dan's going to go Come on, Bologna. thumbs get involved here, honey. <laughs> there she goes. All right. Yeah. So you tell me if a team is Salami, meaning better than Tennessee on the seed line, or Bologna. Kansas. Okay. Kansas? Yes. <laughs> salami. Alabama. Salami. Arizona. I don't know. I'm not as I'm not okay. as sold on the Pac-12 as everybody else seems to be. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess right now without a point guard, absolutely salami. Okay, Purdue. Uh, salami. UCLA. Salami. Houston. Salami. Texas. Salami. <laughs> Baylor. Salami. <laughs> Gonzaga. Salami. Okay. Um, now we're getting to the nitty gritty here. Xavier okay. have no clue. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> UConn. I have not seen. I have not seen any of those teams. Everybody seems to think that uh, UConn is the real deal. That Marquette is the real deal. I was just going to ask about Marquette. Yeah, I'll go salami on both of them. Okay, Kansas State. Salami. <laughs> Miami, Florida. Baloney. Iowa State. Baloney. Creighton. Have no clue. San Diego State. Have no clue. TCU. Salami. St. Mary's. Salami. Michigan State. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one, actually. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a really that's a really good one. Because I want to talk. You noticed on the show sheet, I added a game, a college game. That I watched from start to finish last night, so I want to I want to talk about the Big Ten. Um, Michigan State, I'll go salami. All right, you got Michigan State ahead of Tennessee. Okay, Duke. Nah, yes. uh, baloney. Okay, all right. So if that, there's I a just, team I like least, less than Texas A and M. Oh, that's big time salami. Okay, all right, there you go, Diener. Uh, we got salami for Texas A and M versus Tennessee, Iowa. Uh, <laughs> see, I don't trust the people. What did I say? Did I say salami for Michigan State? Yes. Uh, I don't trust the Big Ten. <laughs> I think I think Michigan State's kind of its own thing, right? Like Izzo's going to make a run if Izzo's going to make a run, right? Yeah, it's, he's different. Uh, he's a little different that way. Without a point, without the starting point guard, I'm going to go salami on uh, uh, on Iowa. Okay, uh, and here's here's the finals: Northwestern. Baloney. Kentucky. Salami. They beat him twice twice. with the point guard. Missouri. Uh, That's a good one. Missouri (laughs) Missouri beat Tennessee at Tennessee. Missouri beat Tennessee at Tennessee a month ago. Not four months ago. A month ago. I'm going to go Salami. There you go, Drew. Missouri. Uh, Maryland. (sighs) 
They beat Maryland early in the year when they had that. That's a, that's a good one. I'll go baloney. Okay, um, Providence. I think you're going to say you don't know. I don't know. Illinois. Baloney. Arkansas. Salami. Ar- you'd have Arkansas seated better than Tennessee. Yes. Okay. Dieter's going to explode. <laughs> I love it. Boise State. Baloney. Pittsburgh. Baloney. West Virginia. I don't know. I've seen you West Virginia yeah. play some pretty good games. They're in the tournament now, by the way. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. That's how much people think of the Big 12 this year, too. Uh, I'm going to go Salami. I think West Virginia can beat Tennessee. USC. Southern Cal. Baloney. Okay. Um, Rutgers. Baloney. Big time. Me, you, Thumbs, and two <laughs> other guys from the station could beat Rutgers. Pittsburgh. Uh, I think I already said Baloney. Oh, did I do, did I do NC State yeah. already? I'm yeah. Sorry. Okay. Auburn. Uh, well, Auburn just beat him. That was at home. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Salami. Mississippi State. Baloney. Penn State. Baloney. Nevada. Baloney. Wisconsin. Baloney. Okay. All right. You think Tennessee's a, a 9 or a 10 seed, essentially? Yes. Okay. All right. That's that's what the argument is. Turn the music off. All right. First hour of the show brought to you by Kentucky Tourism and KentuckyTourism.com. Don't go to Tennessee. It's a terrible place, I'm told. Uh, hang out in the Bluegrass State instead, KentuckyTourism.com, with all that information. Heading to Keeneland, heading to the Bourbon Trails, heading to golf, any of those things. Check it all out at KentuckyTourism.com. Uh, don't forget, we'll have Dan's Monday Moron at 11. Make sure that we do that with our friends at Buckler Farms. We'll talk about all the wild results um, in uh, college basketball. And there were some all-timers in the NBA this weekend, man. We had some great yeah. games. I want to talk about yeah. that. No, they were the, – the, the NBA was terrific. And it happened, people. Anthony Richardson got to Indy and everyone fell in love with the body. We talk about it next. This segment with Dan Issel and Louis Rabot is presented by KentuckyTourism.com. And welcome back. As the man with the big voice just told you, this hour of the show is brought to you by Kentucky Tourism. When you're ready to explore the outdoors, there's no better place than the Bluegrass State. Hike, bike, paddle, fish, or even venture deep underground, this is Kentucky. Come see for yourself. Plan your summer getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com. All right, so I want to talk about my weekend because I need Dan Issel's opinion if I'm parenting properly, Okay. Well, I don't. Yeah, my kids turned out all right. I guess. Well, I, you have fifty years of experience. I have thirteen. If, so, yeah. We're gonna... if, if, but if you want real experience, I need to get prime down here. She's the one who raised our kids. But go ahead. I'll. You I'll know do what? My best. You're right. I'm doing that segment with with Sherry, not with you. You are correct. <laughs> no, no, you're totally right. All right. So texts are coming in fast and furious on the text line. Four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs sex line. Appreciate everyone hanging out with us on a Monday reaction Monday. Islin Louis UK goes and gets the win, of course, in Fayetteville. Um, frankly, in is dominating a good word. I think so. I think they. I, 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 mean, I think that was a for a true road environment. Twenty thousand people, raucous environment to win that way. To me, that's a dominating win. They they sure dominated them physically. I'll say yes, that right. 
I, would you have kicked Oscar Sheboy out of the game? I, you know, if you read, if you read what it says, what he did was a flagrant too. Okay, can't have it both ways, Dan. I'm just kidding. Uh, the uh, all right, so I have some numbers. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> from uh, from I, I want to hear your weekend. Well, I, no, I'm going to talk to I want to talk to Sherry about it. Okay. I, I, if you didn't parent, <laughs> then I want to talk to Sherry. But I, I actually, I think it's a dad conversation. I think I did dad stuff this weekend. Okay. You want right. to well, hear the weekend? Then, then? I, then, I can, I, then I'm your man. Okay, let's go. I'm your man. So we lose power Friday 3 o'clock in the afternoon, okay? And it got worse after that because the wind went until midnight here, Dan, okay? So we had nine hours of trees just falling in our neighborhood. I would guess... We lost in the neighborhood of 8 to 10% of all the trees in our neighborhood. Oh. And I mean big freaking trees. And, yeah, you, and you've been and to our house, that, and I mean it's a, it's, a, it's a neighborhood with a lot of very mature trees and that kind absolutely. of stuff. Absolutely. And, you know, you can replace roofs and windows. Exactly. But, I mean, it takes 100 years yeah. to get a tree a, that A majestic size. oak is an 80-year-old tree, for sure. That's right. And, I, um, and so we are very fortunate. It's one of those timing things that just happens – we have four very large maple trees in our backyard that provide shade in the evening during the summer. And they are beautiful trees. And I had them trimmed last year in, like, October. And if I hadn't done that, I don't know how much of my house I would have left. Mm. And I'm not exaggerating. Um, I, I think the foundation would be there for sure and the brick walls probably. But how much of my roof would be left, we certainly wouldn't be living in our house. I'll put it that way. And, um, and it would take a very long time for us to repair it, simply put. Anyways, um, so we are very fortunate. We lost power, but that's it. I was able to figure out a gas generator. I've got a small one in the driveway. Um, and I was able to run our sump pump and, and clean that out a couple times. I replaced the battery. I went to the store and bought a new car battery as a backup, Dan, uh, for the sump pump to make sure we had that. Um, and then I got a couple of extension cords together, and I kept all of our food together. If people don't know... My wife had um, some health issues last year, and she's had to change her diet. And so we don't eat out anymore because my wife has to eat only very specific foods, and it's not a cheap way to live. And so for us to lose the food would have been very expensive. So instead, uh, the things that we're running are literally our our refrigerators and our deep freeze to make sure that her food um, is available to her. I went out, Dan. I got a new propane tank. I'm grilling everything on our propane grill. So all of our meals are, are heated up there. I've got a, a cast iron that I just put on there, and I warm up, and then I, you know, I cook things. And then I have all of the kids sleeping with me in the living room where we can plug in a, a small space heater, and it stays warm. And so am I doing the right thing? Because some of my labor, neighbors have left to go to a hotel. Am I doing, oh, no. Am I doing the right thing by making it like a Absolutely. camp out? I'm making memories, right? Absolutely, okay. and oh, and I think you're about three quarters of the way to being an Eagle Scout. <laughs> where where are my badges, Dan? You need where are you they? need some merit badges. I mean, so where man. are my badges, people? No, that's terrific. <laughs> okay, good. Right. You no, okay. that's one hundred percent. You're absolutely right. Making memories. I think my kids years from now will talk about. Remember yeah. that time exactly. that the electricity yes. went out for five days. Yes. And dad cooked on a kettle on, yeah. No, that's great. Okay. All right. I thought that's I was great stuff. You're basically you know, having a hurricane party, but without right. the alcohol. Oh, no, I'm drinking. Don't worry. Oh, good. Yeah. You're having a whole hurricane party without you know the hurricane. Actually, what's funny is our neighborhoods, or, so our, our neighborhood school had its fundraiser on Saturday. And I was the designated driver this year for like five couples. Okay. 
And I didn't touch anything, Dan. And everyone I was with was extraordinarily intoxicated. And I mean unbelievably intoxicated. And I learned a very valuable lesson on Saturday, Avery Dill. There's a reason people are not designated drivers and they just get Ubers because it's not fun. I had a miserable four hours. Oh, I can imagine. A miserable four hours. And then, I mean, there was was some taking care of people when I got to the end of the night. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it's been a long, long time since since I had too much to drink. But I can imagine that being the only sober one, especially if they're that bad, that that's not fun. Like one of the neighborhood, the neighbor women was like, your husband was kind of stern with me at the end of the night. And I'm like, lady, <laughs> you, you don't know what I did for you to get you out of that place and into my car. And back to your house. You don't know. I wasn't stern. I was saving you from. I I, I can remember one oh. time when <laughs> we were we were in Batavia visiting my mom and dad, and we went out for dinner. A place in St. Charles called Pheasant Run. At, at, at the time, the nicest restaurant in the area, and um, some of my relatives. <laughs> read mother father and wife thought it would be great (laughs) after dinner instead of going home that we went to a local watering hole and i can remember louis at the end of the evening i had to take them individually to the car because they would not leave so that was me on saturday that was me on saturday i took my mother to the car and said you sit here then i went back and got sherry (laughs) that is not fun that's not we started at five o'clock okay i and and this is you know things got disrupted because we didn't have power and so we 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 always um i I, or i shouldn't say we always we started a new tradition this year i bought all the food i was going to prep all the food for the dinner just to like because i i always think when I go to a fundraiser, spend as little ancillary money on it as you can and spend all of your money at the fundraiser, right? So um, there are oftentimes, actually, my wife and I, because we don't have a family around, instead of getting a babysitter, we'll spend that, that $100 at the fundraiser and only one of us will go, for example. Um, so, so we start at 5 o'clock. At 11.38, at a party that ends at midnight, I watch two of the people I have to drive home go back to the bar. And by go back, I mean like they backed into the bar because they couldn't stand up straight and then turn around to order drinks. And I'm like, no, you're not doing that. We're going home. And that apparently, Wait. apparently that's stern. I didn't know. That's was was anybody drunk enough to bid on the Russell Wilson football? <laughs> you like that? So a little background. So so if people don't know, Dan lives in Denver, and uh, if we were doing Denver Sports Talk Radio, all we would do is talk about how the Broncos are terrible and that Russell Wilson is terrible. Well, um, he was kind enough. He has a connection uh, to one of the parents at the school uh, to donate some some items for the auction. And amongst them were two Russell Wilson autographed footballs. Now, to be fair, you don't have to be a Broncos fan to want a Russell Wilson autograph. If you're a Wisconsin fan, for example, and you love that that Rose Bowl team that he was on, you might want that football, right? Or if you were a Seahawks fan, you might want that football. But Dan lives in Denver. (laughs) And so I was like, hey, Dan, do you want one or both? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll pass on that. (laughs) 
<laughs> I thought how they evaluated them to $500 each. I'm like, mm, maybe three years ago. <laughs> Stocks dropped a little bit on those footballs. Oh, man. All right. We're Isla and Louie. We're taking you up until noon. Uh, v Show after us. First replay at 3. I'm sure lots of reaction to things happening around the country uh, this weekend. Um, I don't – have we gotten a, an updated um, program or anything like that? Program? Okay. Well, I, I know that uh, uh, L plays tomorrow afternoon about 4.30, I think. Got it. Okay. Well, that's So um, that pregame will be at 3 o'clock. Yes, uh, right. I, yes, I, I know that Ennis doesn't have a show tomorrow. Yeah, so. that's like right. the one thing I know for sure. Got it, okay. Because everything's well, all TBA. For sure, and that's part of it is that, we look, folks, we're going to have all the games. That's what we do here. We play all the games. So conference tournament time, if you're driving around, we're going to have it. Um, but uh, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, UofL tomorrow on, on what Justin Sofro refers to as the day of shame. They'll be playing tomorrow um, as the 15th seed. All right, Dan, are you ready for some Tennessee and A&M numbers? Uh, yeah, but before we get to that, uh, so does does U of L get to five tomorrow and and make your prediction come true? I so is this the point in the show where I apologize to all the people who listen because <laughs> you missed it by one? I missed it by one. By the way, I missed the score this weekend by two. I think in the U of L game, I was giggling. Um, they lost by eighteen instead of sixteen. Something like well, that. Well, you had a good weekend. Yeah. I mean, other than not being able to see anything in my house after 6.30, yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, I got to say, man, it, it, the other thing that happens with these kinds of weekends is you, re, you are reminded how resilient children are capable of being. Mm. Like, my kids haven't complained. It's, no. it's really been great. I mean, I'm really proud of them because it, it would be very easy to be like, what do you mean, Dad? I'm getting ready to go to bed at 7.30. And I'm like, what else are you going to do? <laughs> and they they just they, they hunker down they've got these little um uh electronic candles and yeah they, and they're like yeah. literally reading by candlelight i mean like it's it's like legitimate adorable things are happening in my house and so um so no it's been it's been really good man actually and so hopefully you know hopefully power comes back and we can get back to stuff i mean like two of my kids have to stay after school to work on homework today because we don't have internet at our house for example and Everything in the world's connected to the internet now, and so uh, you know. I had I had no idea how bad it was. I talked to Lister, right, and he said he lost trees on his farm that came up the ball the ball of the tree came up uh, with the tree, and he said I've got a couple of uh, of them that are fifteen feet high. The ball of the tree is 15 oh, feet high. absolutely. There's not a window left on the fourth floor of Keeneland Clubhouse. <sighs> I mean, I had no idea it was that bad. Wow. Wow. I yelled at a tree on Friday. You see, my apartment, it's right at, tr- like, it's right in line with the top of the trees. Um, so I know if the tree's going to come down and it's going to come towards my building my window is most likely to be hit first. And when I moved in in July, I was told, hey, you'll have a new window like six, eight weeks. So I'm like, okay, August, September frame, I'll have a new window. It was on back order because everything's been on back order since 2020. And they, (laughs) so I don't get my new window till end of December, early January. And I'm just, so now I'm on window number two, which is great. I have a window that's actually a window and not a window with a hole. And so all of the wind last week was horrible. And I'm looking at this tree and I'm like, don't you do it. <laughs> I still have my window. 
it decided to listen to me. But like, good, I, I good. was gonna get into a fight with a tree if it came through my window. <laughs> That's Avery Dill. There you go. All right, um, you ready for these numbers? Yes. Okay. And Avery, get ready. Dan's gonna start yelling. I'm just telling you because the net's gonna come up here. Um, I'm gonna read a team, and um, one of them is Tennessee, and one of them is A and M. And you tell me whose resume is whose. Okay. Okay. All right. Team A, six and five in quad one, four and one in quad two, lost to number 214, 223, and 71. And they have wins against number two, number three, and number 18. Okay? Okay. Team B, seven and six in quad one, three and three in quad two. No losses in quad three or four. Their worst loss is 71. They have wins against two, seven, 10, 18, and 26. Who is team A and who is team B? Uh, I'll say A&M is A and Tennessee is B. Yeah, there you go. And that's that's the difference, is that there is a lot of emphasis on not having bad losses. And Tennessee does not have a a, a bad loss. They lost to number yeah. 71, and that's it. So See, I... Um, I I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I guess I get it. I guess if those games don't matter, then why why do you play them? I, I I get all that, but I think it's more important than the way the way you're playing right now. The way you're playing right now, as opposed to who you beat four months ago. I I, I, I guess maybe that's the wrong way to look at no, it. No, they're, that's the they're way both in the equation, it. actually. So re- there is a recency part of the equation. So the last 10 games that you play going into the tournament matter. Your whole body of work matters. I, I, I think the only way to look at a schedule, objectively, is to include all of it. But to have a caveat where you say, but it matters how you finish, I think is appropriate. I actually don't. This is part of the NCAA process that I don't dislike. I think you get credit for your whole body of work, but at the same time, your recency matters. Tennessee's going to have a bad record going into the tournament, and it's going to affect their seeding. They will. And so, and it's humans in that room. They know that the point guard's out, right? <laughs> UCLA is going to yeah. – UCLA yeah. just lost one of their key contributors, a 13-pointer, um, you know, 13-6 and six guy. I mean, they're going to notice. They probably went from the one line to the two line because of it. Um, see, but but here's what I would say, and, and I know – you know, I know all of these metrics come into play. I would say that was was Kentucky's loss to Vanderbilt was that a bad loss? Um, at this point, I, I mean, I think so. Um, there, it's worse than Tennessee's worst loss. Yes, and, and so uh, in that in those last eight games that I have referenced, uh, they have lost at home. To Vanderbilt and Missouri. Now I don't care what the net, what the ping pong, what anything is. In my mind, if you lose at home to Vanderbilt and Missouri, you have no business being a three seed in the NCAA tournament. Okay. That's that's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, Tennessee has not played Vanderbilt since. Um... Oh my God, where are they on the schedule? They lost to Vanderbilt at home about oh, six or seven games ago. Hang on. Uh, yeah, that was in February, February 8th. Uh, they lost um, at, at, in Nashville, 66-65. And they, lost, and they lost 
at Missouri, uh, to Missouri at home, right? Um, sorry, I was on Vandy's uh, schedule for some reason. Hang on. Oh, okay. um, they lost at Auburn this weekend, and yep. they lost at Texas A&M. They lost yep. at Kentucky, and they yep. lost at home by one to Missouri, yes. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. All right. So they have three wins in their last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They're three and five their last eight. I believe I just said that. And then um, Three times. And then um, I'm not listening to you today, Dan. Um, I don't have electricity. Uh, they beat Auburn at home, lost to Florida. Uh, before that, though, beat Texas, Georgia, LSU, Mississippi State, all around. So they, uh, but yeah, it's just I, I again. I, I actually do like the fact that one of the one of the best ways to get rid of the crap bomb games at the beginning of the season is to punish people if they lose them. Right. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause, I mean, because then yeah, you don't even take yeah. a chance, right? I'd give I'd give them a couple. I, I, I'd, I'd let them have a couple of gimmies to get the season going. I wouldn't do seven of them. That's the thing, right? Like, yeah. you play the first three, fine. But, like, after that, like, play some teams that exactly you know, don't have the word Eastern in them or something, you know, that kind of thing. So Directional um, schools. Right. <laughs> Let's go pee. All right. Um, <laughs> first hour of the show brought to you by our friends at KentuckyTourism.com. Make sure you go check them out. Uh, I When we come back, we'll have our Monday morning moron. We'll open the, uh, the segment with that. Um, I want to talk about L season now that we're past the regular season. Okay. And I want to do KP sound. And I, 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 want, I want to get inside the coaching head of Dan Issel now that Marty McGee called you coach 73 times during an interview. Um, <laughs> by the way, that, I, uh, I, put the, I looked, looked up the podcast numbers for that. We did like 12,000 downloads of that interview. Of Marty McGee's interview? Yeah, I put it up at Horse Racing Happy Hour. Wow. Yeah, it did a huge number. So um, that, good buzz for this show and good buzz for uh, for, for the podcast as well. So um, you are popular on that podcast, Dan Issel, or it's Marty McGee. All right. Um, <laughs> I want to get to some of this KP stuff. Coach. I want to get Coach Issel's thoughts on what you would say to this team going into the ACC tournament. We'll do it next here on ESPN 680-1057. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. 